Hey, Andrew. What's up, Riley? Do you want to make a podcast? You know, I do, but uh, I think I might even have an idea what it should be about. That's not how this goes. <laughs> yeah, but Riley, you don't you don't know this. I'm on cloud nine right now. Okay. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Uh, times have never been better, and uh-huh. I never have to work again. You know why that is? Did you finally quit? <laughs> no, well, sort of. Oh, sort of. Not, not entirely. Um, uh-huh. I do have to give a lot less work to this show now, and I'm very excited for that because it means that I can take the brain power that did go to this and put it to things I don't like instead. Um, hmm. So you, be- you became a qualified voice actor, and now all of a sudden you're just like, you're just throwing your projects to the wind. Oh, you know, that, 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 okay, that is true. I am a voice actor. Go check out the latest episode of Anime Sickos. But that's not what I'm talking about, Riley. Riley, today I'm talking about the fact that uh, a good friend of ours, that special beam cannon was aimed directly at my face mm-hmm. and Alex. has eliminated the need for me. Alex Cheswick, you killed Andrew, and I could never be more thankful. Andrew Sherman has been incinerated by a rogue umpire. We have with us today. A document entitled The Podcast Ma'ines. God, oh. that quote works way better on paper than it does out loud. Yeah. I just, well, because I keep reading it as the podcast mains, and I was like, oh, yeah, from, you know, Maine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to eat some crab. We're going to crack into a lobster roll and talk about some podcasts. What's <laughs> up? Uh, Alex has done the wonderful, wonderful gift. Of having a, I'm going to read this tweet. In response to Riley's request for a site to feed them podcast titles, I fed an AI a list of the top ranking podcasts, then used that to curate a list of 50 AI generated podcast titles. And I'm uh, looking at it, and they're good. They're good. There's one on here that really stands oh, out. <laughs> I just, I fuck. There's so many. Good ones. Andrew, I've got to start. Okay, I know you do you have a starting one. You 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 said you had an idea. You should go for it. No, no, no. I just wanted to introduce the concept and to tell people that I'm feeling very loosey goosey today because I don't have to do the work. So what do you got for me, Riley? Okay, I know we have to work up to the one I'm seeing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so Andrew, I want to come to you at uh well, I'm gonna start at the top of the list. A podcast called I Will Never Cry, the story of how a world-renowned American artist built the world's first famous the world's most famous show. I will what never is the cry. world's what is the world's most famous show? Us, obviously. Um <laughs> Sure, of course, obviously. I've seen our download numbers. I know it's true. I know um, I know there's only a thousand people out there. Everyone else around me is just paid extras. <laughs> I know the world ended in 2012. You can't fucking trick me. <laughs> <laughs> so I I think this is an interesting question because I think that what is the most popular show and the most famous show are two different things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think I think the most popular show is still like NCIS or some shit. Oh, almost certainly. The Simpsons, maybe. It's yeah, like it is uh actually I think The Simpsons might be the most famous. Mm. Okay, I think so most that's the difference famous is the NCIS is like, versus The Simpsons. Okay, I Will Never Cry. The story of how a world-renowned American artist built the world's most famous show. I'm I trying never, to think... 
who's the guy who made the simpsons what's that fucker's name matt gronick Gronick. i would i would never call matt gronick a world-renowned american artist i i don't think so i don't think anyone is like ah let's it's one of those things where like he's made five of the most iconic characters in like American pop culture history. Mm-hmm. I would not go to the Matt Gronig gallery. I would not go to the Matt for Matt Gronig. Exactly. Um I'm trying to think he also did Futurama which is just like what mm-hmm. if Simpsons weren't yellow and Disenchanted um, which is what if Futurama was in Fantasyland. Yeah, so I I don't know that I would call him a world-renowned American artist, and I'm sure that a lot of people are going to be mad at me for that. Yeah, all the Simpson, all the Simpsonaniacs are going to be real mad. Yeah, the Simp Sons, the the uh, Simp Sons, they're all out there. Um, <laughs> I mean, would it be what's the most famous show? Is it is it American Idol? American Idol was famous. I don't think it's famous anymore. It was like, again, American Idol, if it's like VH1's I Love the Aughts is going to have American mm-hmm. Idol in it. You know what I mean? American sure. Idol is big from elementary school to middle school, Andrew. But have you heard anything about it recently? The only person to ever get movement off of there was Kelly Clarkson. And that's it. That's fucking it. Like, you heard Clay Aiken for a second. You heard Fantasia for a second. Daughtry released one album. There's nothing else after that. I'm revealing how much I know about American Idol winners. I'm very surprised about how much you still remember about American Idol, which I do think is a point in my favor. Um, Mm -hmm. And I do want to point out that, like, I think that I think American Idol in itself, maybe not. But American Idol, like, spawned, like... It spawned Britain the voice. Idol. It spawned the 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 triple X show or whatever. Uh huh. Like, it spawned uh, America's Got Talent. Like that had to have come mm-hmm. out of American Idol. Mm-hmm. And then like, it, I I'm I'm pretty sure that other countries made like X Idol for their country. I yeah. know that there's like Britain's Got Talent. Like a bunch of countries have blanks Got Talent now, and mm-hmm. that's all because of American Idol. So maybe it is one of the most famous shows. And in that case, are we calling Simon Cowell the world renowned artist? I guess so. He's from England. He's not even American. (laughs) Then we're clearly not talking about him. What are the other two judges? Well, they're different now, but originally they were um, Randy Jackson and Paula Abdul. Paula Abdul, I I could see as a world renowned artist. Has Paula Abdul ever cried? Oh, absolutely, right? Wait, wait. Well, I mean, she's written a lot of good songs. Paula. Look, this is I will never cry. So, who's the least likely to cry of the two of them? I think, Randy I think, Jackson. I think Paul Abdul's less likely to cry than Randy Jackson, and that's. Just I think so judgment. too. Cool. I will never cry. The story of how a world-renowned American artist built the world's most famous show. Andrew, do you have another suggestion for me? I was just going to say that this is a very lofty title. That if we said this and they said, "Oh, cool, who's it about?" and we said Paula Abdul. Nobody would look at us the right way. No, no, no. You're definitely fucking right. Uh, I got another one here. This one's from this list. Uh, it's just called Your Father's Love is Mine. Your Father's Love is Mine. Your new stepmom has a podcast to talk to you <laughs> about how she's staying in your life. And there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I I think that this is a podcast where um look if you if you look at any 
anything on TV. Uh, I, it's one of those things. I don't think that as many daddy issues exist in the world as mm-hmm. do on network television. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they're out there, you know? They wouldn't yeah. be on TV if they never actually happened, right? Absolutely. Uh, not everyone's got a very simple or uncomplicated relationship with their father. Uh, so I think that we're here to make a podcast that twists the knife. <laughs> okay. I think that what we do... Um, Riley, you're a pretty agreeable person. Do you mm-hmm. get along with dads pretty well? Oh, it, it certainly depends, Andrew. <laughs> I think I think there are many a dad I have met in my life who would say that I am a I'm a fun person to be around, and there's others that have definitely called me slurs to my face. Sure, sure, that's <laughs> fair. Um, Shout out to you, Norm. <laughs> Is Norm a real person? Because Norm McNeil. <laughs> he, he he threw together three words and one out of three was a slur and he thought the other two were two because <laughs> in high school jesus because uh, i went to go see i was friends with his daughter and i was sitting on the porch and she was inside because she couldn't have boys over so i was on the porch watching tv with her without going in and what yeah, and and then he 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 called me the F slur. <laughs> Fun. That's yep. uh, that sounds like a great, uh, great way to spend an afternoon. I'm sorry to dredge that up. No, it's really funny. <laughs> it's okay. an incredibly fucking funny story, Andrew. All right. Well, good. Good. Okay. We're twisting good. the knife. <laughs> okay. Well, here's what we're doing. We're finding um, we're finding people, and we're gonna go up to them and say, uh, "Do you have a good or healthy relationship with your dad?" And if they don't immediately go, oh, yeah, of course, uh, then it means they've had to think about it for a second, uh-huh. which means the answer's probably closer to no than they want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. We find that person, and then what we do is we find their dad, and we go and become friends with him. We, we, get, we become the son that they never had. Correct. And <laughs> we uh, make a podcast that's an audio log of that journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, day one. I met Jeremy today. He seems like a nice guy. Uh, We hit it off. I pretended to like a sport, and I don't think he picked up on the fact that I was joking. So tonight, uh, I'm going to do research and look up Mm -hmm. almost the entirety of the Seattle Mariners uh, history. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to impress him with some facts tomorrow. Day Uh, 22. We're going to be good friends soon. Day 22. I went over to Jeremy's house, and we we, uh, were mate where you're grilling out back, and we talked about the good old days. I just kind of nodded every once in a while and said, yep, and then said something disparaging about youth today. And and you know what? He seemed pretty into it. He lent me the keys to his Jeep for the weekend. Day 53. Uh, you know, Jeremy and I sat in silence today uh, for quite some time. Um, I read a book about World War II while he was finishing up the Sudoku in the, uh, in the mm-hmm. newspaper. Um, all in all, we didn't talk much, but it seemed like the best social interaction he'd ever have. Um, and I noticed as I was leaving that he'd slipped me an extra $20 bill. Just a little extra walking around money. <laughs> Day 72. Uh, today, Jeremy told me that he was happy to have a son like me. It slipped out. <laughs> and I don't think he realized he'd said it. Um, 
but I also think it's more than Ted's ever heard. So we're wrapping up this season of Your mm-hmm. Father's Love is Mine. Tune in next week where we're going to go meet Paul. I've deleted <laughs> Jeremy's number. <laughs> I officially deleted Jeremy's number. That's the thing. We ghost Jeremy in the end. Uh-huh. Uh, that way we leave both people broken. Yep. Andrew, I have another suggestion here. Hit me. Um, this is suggestion called, So Here We Are. My wife's been reading the, my website for this week. What is it about? Well, here it is. For those of you coming from a lot of different genres, the story of how a detective and a detective assistant get tangled up with their, their girlfriend is actually quite interesting for a read. Well, I've decided to list it up and let you see. It's not too dark. Let me explain a bit. This week's story, which may seem like that of a typical detective story, takes place in a very weird place, one where both partners with no respect for whatsoever. I really did like what we had, but you, if you haven't heard about the world-class detective that I was never allowed to say, then get the hell out of here and read this first. So here Here's how it works. The detective is assigned some unusual stuff, a strange artifact he's got. He sets off in an extremely dangerous pursuit with an object in question. However, this is not the only strange object. There are plenty of unusual things around. That's the title of the podcast. Andrew, I think what's happening here is why don't we both quit and we just hook up an AI to a Microsoft Sam and just have it like record hour-long bursts once a day and send that out onto a feed. You might be onto something here. Hold on. Uh, we got this list by just feeding pot like the top something podcast titles into an AI like sequ- a uh-huh. thing, right? A uh-huh. sequencer. I don't know what AIs do. Um, and then it's spit these out, right? Mm-hmm. So frankly, I have no idea what got what title fed this in that it made this pop out. Um but what if we, so there there are websites out there that you can use to make a transcript of an audio, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. None of them are very great, and they kind of end up taking more time than, like, you saved by doing it through an AI instead of just typing up as you heard. But who cares about that? We could just take a transcript of each episode of the podcast minds, mm-hmm. feed it into that AI machine, and then oh. just have that make a new episode every week. I, it would take so long to transcribe all these episodes, Andrew. Not if you just plug them into the button. God, it would be funny, wouldn't it? It would be funny just to see what happens. You just feed it into the machine, you hit the button, and it spits out words. You don't even have to spell check it. We're just going to feed it right back in. Who cares if they're wrong? Here's the thing. Here's the thing that's important to me. If we transcribe it, I need it to say Andrew Riley. I need it to know that those are the two people that talk. (laughs) Mm, I'm sure we could do that. I... God, I want to do this so bad, but it's just infeasible. <laughs> I'm very interested to to hear a robot talk about anime and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Blaseball for two weeks before they never bring it up again. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. We talked about Blaseball for several months, and listeners, so you know, I still talk to Andrew about Blaseball before the show, but Andrew's done with Blaseball. <laughs> uh, crabs are good. I haven't cared about the game in a long time. Uh, which this is weird because it was my game of the year for 2020. So my how times change. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I do like the idea of us feeding an AI. I'm very curious what would result if we fed every episode of our show into an AI and see what comes out. Now, sometimes uh, I say shit and then a listener goes and does it. And listener, know that if you do this, I will just pay you because this is a lot of labor. But if you do it. <laughs> hey, I'm just throwing that out there. I got another pitch for you, Riley. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just st- I need to stop you because uh, I don't know if you know this. We don't make money on this podcast. So we don't what? 
I need you to stop telling other people they can get money from this podcast too. I got. I just put in for. I just put in for a sponsorship baseball of just us. Uh, Riley, I got an idea for you. Yeah, what do you got? This one comes to us from the list. It just says, "Where is Joe Rogan?" (laughs) It's just a constant update, so that way you know where that fucker is. In case you wanted to go fight him, you could go beat his ass. Uh huh. Every day we're gonna pop on and just be like, I don't know, it's probably in the studio. God, if we made a podcast called Where is Joe Rogan, we would probably be found by more Google searches than the fact that we have a podcast called The Podcast Minds There Before the Grace of Pod Go We. I have good news about the name of this episode. I don't want to put that fucker in the name of one of our episodes, but also <laughs> think about the clicks, Andrew. If we just called this Where is Joe Rogan? Yeah, someone types in Joe Rogan podcast and someone what's going to happen is uh, Google's going to look at one feed and say, okay, I see Joe Rogan experience. They're going to look at ours and see Joe Rogan podcast minds and think that must be it. They're going to scroll to page 30 on the Google page. And that is the charts. (laughs) (laughs) You got another one on here that you like. What is a good day to die? What is a good day to die? What is, you know how people are often like, today's a good day to die. And you hear that in action movies and shit. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know. What is that? You know how people went through and found Ice Cube's good day from the song Today Was a Good Day? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I want to do that, but for what is a good day to For like the saying, today is a good day to die. I want, I want, to, I want to find out what that day was. So, okay. So we're going to. We are going to mathematically go through the whole calendar. <laughs> Andrew, let me send you a spreadsheet. In here, you'll find each year oh, that the Earth has existed in a new tab. Oh, you're thinking individual years. I'm thinking we break. We're going to. Well, we have to narrow it down. We start off with decade. We start off with like uh, centuries. Then we go decades. Then we go years. Then we get month. So what we do is we go, which of these would be like the best time to like beef it? And because. What you hit, you start hitting a point where it's like, all right, what is like the long, like the time frame of being alive where like the future just got worse from here? <laughs> like, what is like the worst decade? So, like, right before the, the bubonic plague, was there something sick that happened right before that that was like super fun and great? Probably not. That's so there, there's an idea is, is the day before the bubonic plague starts. That's probably a better day to die than, like, any of the next 20 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mathematically speaking. Yeah. Your chances and- of dying of bubonic plague are drastically lower today than they are tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm, in that mm-hmm, scenario? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I do think there's an interesting idea there. I also kind of want to look at this from a different angle. Okay. Where if we look at just a 365-day calendar... And just oh. look at it and say, which of these would be the best day to die? All right. We're Mathematically both, I'm, speaking. I'm going to count down from three. And on zero, we're both going to say a date. All right? Okay. All right. Three, two, one. February June 24th. 18th. Interesting. You're going to die in the middle of summer. Yeah. Why are you, thinking, why are you saying mid-February? Uh, because I'm I'm stuck in winter, dude. <laughs> it's February, and I live in the Midwest. You're looking at this as like the sweet release. I'm kind of like, 
God. I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a damn, like, winter's going to keep going. Like, it's going to stretch till May or some shit. And it's like negative 20. See, I'm picking June because I hate summer temperatures. And I think Mm -hmm. that, uh, I think that uh, June. You're also on a sweet release chain. Yeah, I think that I'm just like that. I think that like mid June is when you start going like, oh, like we're it's never going to be like a cool 60 again, is it? Like it's just like sweltering from now until October. We're assuming again that this is like the it is peacefully natural causes in your own bed. Life well lived. I okay. you know what? Let me let me. Let me pitch. I think that you're right. I think that we got a little too blue by going by, like, based on the calendar year. When would you want to go? Let's leave emotion out of it. Let's go purely mathematical. Um, You know how, like, there's the 29 club? 27 club, but yeah. Is it 27 club? I Mm -hmm, get the numbers mm -hmm. wrong. Um, I, 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 (laughs) yes. Where it's just like a bunch of musicians died at 27. And so Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain, uh, Janis Joplin. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, they all died at 27. Uh, so it's just like, oh, if, you have, if you're if you in rock and you get above 27, you're just over the hill. You're done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, like, if you look, if you chart it out on a day, uh, in the same way that you can look like famous birthdays and be like, oh, those three people were born on the same day? Wow, how neat. Ooh, There's got to be, like... death days. Yes. And I think that, like... I think you got to cut like major tragedies because uh, you don't want to look at just like numbers, but like you just look at like who who kicked it this day, uh, because clearly that must be the best way, the best day to have done it. Nepotinius, Roman usurper, ruled Rome for 28 days, uh, killed on orders of rival Magnetitis. Uh, Alfonso, Alfonso the sixth died in 1109. Uh, he was the king of Leon. Uh, 1181, Hugh de uh 3rd Earl of Chester, English politician. In 1224, uh, uh, Adolf of Osnabrück, uh, he died. Uh, in 1347, John de Warren, uh, who was another English politician. And 1364, Arnost of Partibus, the Archbishop of Prague. Those are who beefed it I, today in history. Oh, it keeps going, actually. Sorry. I, say, I, I need you to get to someone that I Moctezuma. Give a shit about. Uh, Simon Vo uh, Montezuma. That's a dude that knew a thing or no, two. No, no, that's a C. Sorry, it's Moctezuma. Never mind. <laughs> uh, we have let's see, Adam Krieger, a German composer. Uh, that's in uh 1666. We have Abraham Yates in 1796. We have Richard Griffith. I don't know these names. I'm scrolling forward in time. Uh. William John William Strutt no um okay I'm in the 30s now in 1930s um yeah I'm not I'm I'm looking at uh I'm looking at my birthday uh and I don't see any names that I know yeah 1984 1990 I gotta know some of these people at this point I'm in the 90s I was alive that's what I thought and I started from the bottom god damn it 1997 Albus Dumbledore <laughs> What website are you looking at? On this day slash today slash deaths. 
You go to Wikipedia. We're not counting fictional people. I didn't know it was going to have fictional people. (laughs) That's the first person I knew. We're taking a different way. We're backing out. Andrew, I have a new suggestion for you. Hit me with a new suggestion. American comedy news, parenthesis, and why it matters. (sighs) And why it matters is very funny. Uh, American comedy news. Okay, so... Is this a parody news show? Because I feel like there's a lot of those. No. I think that this is a a parody essay. Okay. So, like... It's everyone's favorite type of writing. Dark Souls is good, and this is why. Or some shit like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Ruby is okay, and here's my reasoning. Right. The Hunchback of Notre Dame is all right, but complicated. And here are sure. my thoughts. American I've seen, Comedy I've News. I've seen all of these YouTube essays. Uh-huh. American Comedy News and why it matters. I think that this is we are talking we this is our 12-part series on comedy. <laughs> okay. We're doing it is a mockumentary about comedy. So we're already in the are we too many layers deep? I was yeah, we've barely even started and I'm like, "Ooh, boy." Uh-huh. uh-huh so uh-huh. what's what are we, what are we doing? We're doing a fake SNL weekend update. Is that what we're going for here? No, 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 no. What I'm going for is the camera just to the right before and after weekend update where we follow someone around and we have the documentary on their life so we're, we're trailing the writers to be like so uh this major american event happened and you made a poop joke um mm-hmm. why is that better than just telling us that the major thing happened mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we this is and this is it we follow the the start of this mockumentary starts the because it's a it's a one episode every two weeks mm-hmm. and it starts on a fictional like a fictional bad event and then we follow these comedy news writers who try to make jokes about it and it's just like why do you feel like this is an important thing to do at the moment <laughs> i i i kind of want to ditch the mockumentary angle <laughs> just because i think that a scripted series about uh like they've done a scripted series about like not saturday night live before you had like uh-huh. 30 rock which is just straight up comedy you had um studio 60 on the sunset strip which is absolute dog shit um <laughs> i love the idea of us doing a scripted show about uh the writing crew at a fake SNL where we have to just make up a batshit news things where they're just like, well, how the fuck do we do a weekend update about that? Okay. What if instead of doing weekend update, what if we've like, what if the year is 2007? The Colbert report is at the height of its thing. Mm hmm. It's like the, it's like an actual comedy news show, full force, but we're for the we're the writers behind it. And imagine if that character if the character never breaks to be like, hey, I need to talk about something that's actually like that happened right now. See, you want to do 
God, I want a Sorkin kick. You want to do Sorkin's The Newsroom? We're doing Sorkin's The Comedy Room. <laughs> but it's Sorkin. I mean, that that is Studio C- that is uh, Studio Sixty on the Sunset script. And again, it's terrible. Um, but okay, so here, yeah, here's our pitch. What if Aaron Sorkin wasn't a hack? I mean, I think that'd be great because here's the thing. I've never watched a Sorkin thing because I don't get... That's not true. I watched a social network. I've never watched a a Sorkin thing and have it stick with me outside of when I listen to Waypoint Radio and I'm like, oh yeah, he did the social network, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because he's just like, as far as I'm concerned, he's one of those like creators that people are like, his work is so complicated and deep. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Fuck it. Do you know Power Rangers is on like every week? (laughs) Like... Yeah. Sorkin, Sorkin stuff is uh, bad. I'll just come out and say it. Um, he's he's quippy, uh, but like he made the West Wing, so there's just like a certain type of people that are just like he can do no wrong. He's a god. Um, he like invented the current modern day Democratic Party, so let that sit with us. <laughs> However, if you talk to anyone in Democratic politics uh, and ask them what their favorite show is. They're just like, oh, The West Wing. And it's like, great. Love that we did this. And can um, you imagine how much better the world would be if that was... What's your favorite show? I really like Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> that person would be chill. <laughs> like, they would not be like, I think that I need a slow-mo picture of me walking down the hallway. We wouldn't get those. We would get... Joe Biden doing a front flip as an explosion happens behind him. He'd be like, everyone deserves equal rights, so I've signed him into law. And then he has a front flip and poses, mm-hmm. and Kamala Harris is there, and she's transformed too. Uh, mm-hmm. And now we sound like those like Democratic fan fiction yeah. accounts that you find on Twitter. Oh so my god. I need to hop somewhere else I instead. Riley, you- I got it. I got it. I got a pitch for you. Yeah, yeah, it hit me. We've skated, like, I feel like usually we're pretty firmly on the road, but I feel like we're drifting today. I feel like we're getting that thing when you're, when you're out right on the curb of the interstate. This this is what happens when we make our robot do our work for us. Uh-huh, uh, we have uh-huh. to live with it is the problem. Yeah. Uh, but Riley, I got an idea for you. Riley, this one is called, My Friend, I Love You for Being Great. <laughs> oh, you said you're not going to take it a compliment. Riley, who's your best friend? Uh, I have many. Uh, Chris Hutton and Drew Hance and Ben Schwind, my best men at my uh, at my wedding. Okay. My pitch for the show is that we invite our best friends on and just, like, talk to them about them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love this. This is great. This is what I would constantly be turning uh, conversations to when I had uh, the chat room podcast near like the rear end of it. I'd come on and be like, hey, let's everyone just say something nice or something that you appreciate about uh, one of the people here. And then everyone would just be like, oh, here's a genuine compliment. And everyone like, oh, oh, emotions. And it's just like, it's a nice <laughs> thing to do to tell your friends you love them. Hell yeah. I so, think this is genuinely a good show. I think this is genuinely a good show. I'm realizing I think that could be a fun show. And I don't know how to make a joke about it without sounding like a real asshole. Well, good news, Andrew. Yeah. Here's a podcast called I Can't Believe My Stomach's Going to Fume. This is I'm at the I'm at dinner. You and I go to dinner. And then I order something that I know is just going to wreck my intestinal lining. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And then like I we do a bet between the two of us of like, all right, what? 
Like, do you think that this is going to wreck your insides? <laughs> yes or no? And we have to have then, like, on a scale from 1 to 10, like, how bad is it going to be? And then we check in afterwards. The theme song hits, comes back, and it's six hours later, and you're like, how was that? <laughs> and I'm like, well, Andrew, it's pretty fucking bad. <laughs> so, okay, so do we want this to be a live play-by-play as we eat the food or is this just like looking over a menu trying to figure out what is the most like destructive thing you can do i think it's looking over a menu finding both the most destructive thing you could do and also the most like non-destructive thing to see if that still fucks with fucks with you you know Mm -hmm. and then it's a kind of like it is a post review it is a review showing up afterwards and going all right that quesadilla did go through me See, I think that this is a, I think there's some meat on the bones of this idea. I think it needs to be tweaked. We need to come up with the rules uh, because I would win this show every week um, by going to a restaurant and saying, hi, uh, I'd like an, uh, hi, I'd like a side of sour cream, please. Just a bowl. No, that'll be fine. We'll be good. Uh, And that'll do it. Um, Ever since like four years ago, that'll do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. any other combination of anything else I can put into my body won't destroy me as much as just like a tiny little bowl of some creamy cream. You know what? What's the thing? My dad came up for uh, recently and we went to breakfast together. Do you know what's the thing he did at the restaurant that blew what? my mind and was also like the most like, oh, that's my dad thing I've ever seen. What's that? He got like a bre- breakfast, like eggs and stuff. And then he was mm-hmm. like, can I get a side of gravy? Like your breakfast gravy on the side? And I was like, oh, you can do that? It's like, yeah, I just thought it would be good. I want to know what their breakfast gravy is like. Because I always get the biscuits and gravy when I go out. Because I want to know what people's breakfast gravy is like. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know you could just order it on the side. I can just get their mixture of milk, flour, and sausage on the side and I can eat it. Do you want to know my uh, my breakfast restaurant life hack? Yes. If you're out with a group of people... You can order a plate of pancakes for the table. Oh. I, huh. I my my prediction is that everyone at any restaurant is curious how the pancakes are mm-hmm. and they would like a pancake, but nobody wants to go to a diner and have pancakes be like their food for the mid-morning. This is a great idea for a group of normal people going to the diner. My mm-hmm. in-laws and my wife get pancakes. Okay. They get chocolate chip pancakes with no white chocolate and no powdered sugar at every diner we go to. See, that's respectable. But I do think that there's like a good chunk of people. Or going to brunch. I feel like if you go to brunch and it's pancakes, you're kind of missing the point. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with you. But I do think that on top of that, just say like, and can we get a round of pancakes for the table? Everyone gets one. And yeah, I think that, that like that's most that's people, genius. that's all they want. That's like the the biggest fucking brain idea in the world. And if I was at that table, I would be just absolutely floored with like, oh, oh, we're, oh my god, really? For me? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's my that's my go to like breakfast hack at a uh, at a diner. Um, and it doesn't destroy my stomach. So, like, double win. Damn it. You're a genius. Andrew, I got a pitch for you, Riley. Go ahead. Yeah, hit, hit me. No, no, hit me. Hit me, hit me. 
this one's here. This is funny because it just took one. I think it took two different podcast names and just put them together. Uh, but it's called Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me This Is How America Works. It did just combine them. So it's the two of us. Because often some some of our friends and listeners who do not, uh, who do, don't fucking live here will hear about something and go, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> Like describing our healthcare system always gets a what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they say, How does that work? And you go, Oh, that's the fun part. It doesn't. Describing our education system, (laughs) describing how you buy tickets for a concert. Yeah. Oh, always. That's how it works. <laughs> and so um, we just tell stories of our day-to-day life of just normal things that we do to like a group of of non-Americans until someone stops us and goes, hey, 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 hey. what? I I lived in England for a semester. Um and while I was over there, I never the thing that I could always say that I knew would like get people to say what and like start a conversation was mm-hmm. saying the phrase medicine commercial. <laughs> um, I would just be talking. I'd say, yeah. And then like, you know, a commercial for a medicine comes on TV and they would just kind of look at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? An advertisement for a medicine. And I would have to say, yeah, um, there are a bunch of medicines that just like show up on the television when you're watching. There'll be one that says like, Hey, if you've got allergies, ask your doctor about this one. And they say, why would you ask your doctor about a specific medicine? Wouldn't your doctor just prescribe you the one that works? And I would get to say, it's time that we have a fun conversation. <laughs> so I do think that this is this is our show. We get um, a cool foreign friend on and we just start talking until they say what? And then we start recording. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. This is this is just a hanging out with with friends not from America, and then they stop you, and then you have to hit it because they they need to. They, and the podcast always starts with that. Okay, 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 okay. Can you repeat what he just said? <laughs> and we don't release this podcast in America. <laughs> we are not the hosts of this show. We are no. the two friends, I think. I think we are the two people that other people bring in. We are, uh, yeah, we, yes, exactly. We get to be the subjects of a podcast, which is a very wild idea to me. <sighs> Andrew? Yeah. I have another suggestion for you. Hit me. Well, my suggestion is maybe we get off the AI list. I think so, too. But before we do that, can I read you this podcast idea? Yeah. This one's called The Late Show with David Letterman. Late Night with David Letterman. Late Night with David Letterman. Let me start that over again. Yeah, yeah. The Late Show with David Letterman. Late Night with David Letterman. Late Night with David Letterman. Late Night with David Letterman. David Letterman and David Letterman. Late Night with David Letterman, David Letterman, David Letterman, and David Letterman, and Why It Matters. <laughs> Hi ho! This I love this little AI document, <laughs> but it does it does underline that we really rely on curation. It sure does. <laughs> we didn't even do this one. That's just sex. <laughs> 